Good evening. If you will, let's begin turning to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Lord willing, this weekend we received a, a new microphone for our broadcasting from uh, the church there in Kingsport, Tennessee, and I'm thankful for them. And then uh, the other day we received a new mixing board, so hopefully uh, for us here, <laughs> what about the people broadcasting, y'all here, <laughs> I know you care, but um, the, the, the cutting in and out of the speakers sometimes, that ought to be fixed, but as Kirma has time, she's off busy now. Uh, hopefully this weekend we'll get to sw- switch them out, and Sunday we'll have a, a new mixing board, and we got a new microphone, and if somebody else wants something new, you're going to have to wait till next year. I don't know what to do. But I'm thankful to them. They've really, it's been a great blessing uh, for them to help us in such a way. Uh, and I look down, years down the road, hopefully we'll be in a position where we can help others, or if the Lord would enable us to work in that direction, it would be good. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. If, uh, if I was going to try to find out how to do something, if I wasn't doing too good of a job at something, I would find somebody that did it better than me, and I'd say, how do I do it? <laughs> I'd put struts on a vehicle a few months back, and so I, I looked it up, and I found somebody that had done it already and had done a good job, and I said, why don't you show me how to do that? And I did. <laughs> and I put struts on my vehicle. We have children. I found someone that did a real good job of raising children, made them children mine. And I went and asked them. I was like, how did you raise your children? What about this? What about that? And they told me. And I did what they told me. And it worked out pretty good for us. I'm thankful. That makes good sense, don't it? Doesn't that make good sense? Well, if we need to learn how to pray. What if we learn, need to learn how to be thankful? What if we need to learn to have a, hu, a spirit of humility? That'll make you thankful, and that'll make you pray. Should we have a good example in that? We talk a whole lot about humility, don't we? Here's a quote from 1978 from the, the Mountain Genius. We talk a lot about humility. We read a lot about humility, but we see very little humility. I'll say that one more time. We talk a lot about humility. We read a lot about humility, but we see very little humility. Is that true? That's true in my experience. That's true in 1978. It's true in 2022, whatever year it is. And we'll look at two verses here, real, probably briefly. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 17, we'll begin. 1 Thessalonians 5, 17. Pray without Ceasing means don't stop. Do it all the time. In everything, give thanks. Does that say most most things? What's your Bible say on that? In everything, give thanks. For, because, why? Why would you do that? Why would you be thankful over those things? This is the will of God. In In Christ Jesus, what does that say concerning you? We talk a lot about that. We read a lot about that. Do we do it? Do I? Am I thankful for those that despitefully use me? Am I thankful for those thorns that the Lord's put in my side right now? 
that I cry to Him, Lord, take us away. Oh, make it stop. Please, Lord, please. I can't take it no more. I can't. I can't take it. Make it stop. Or do I say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for those that persecute me. Those that would just straight spit nails at me if they could. They'd cut my throat if they wouldn't know law against it. Thank you for that, Lord. You've given that. You, in your providence, in your power, it has pleased you in Christ concerning me to have this happen. Thank you. Thank you. Are my shoulders set a little different when I say thank you instead of when I'm crying out? Is there a little bit different walk in this world between somebody that believes God and somebody that talks about believing God? There's a difference, ain't there? Sure is. The new creation hits thankful. That new creation that's thankful and sees God's hand and everything, that leads to forgiving. That leads to being apologetic. That leads to being merciful and tender and mature and, and, and easy to, easily entreated. Somebody, they don't walk in a room and you go, oh, man. Hey, look, do you see this tree? <laughs> you find something else to talk about, don't you? Oh, good night. Don't, say, don't get them started. That's not easily entreated, is it? Boy, if you've got a new spirit in you and you've been forgiven much and you see God's sovereignty in all things and His salvation and, and every molecule that moves through this creation of His, that's foreign to some people. That's foreign to most people. To the, to, to the vast majority of human beings walking this earth, the experience of being thankful is a foreign thing. They can read about it. They can talk about it. But, but you don't see it in them. You don't see it in them. That leads to everything else. To pray without ceasing is not to meet your scheduled time. Well, it's 7.15 a.m. I want to spend 15 minutes praying to the Lord. That ain't what he's talking about. That sounds good. That looks good to religious folks. That ain't what he's talking about. Pray without ceasing. Or the preparation of your physical meal. We have gathered now to eat the food that the Lord has provided. We will ask him to bless this to our bodies. We'll get that in a minute. That he always talk about. I'm not talking about praying out loud and being spiritual all the time. It's being in communion with the Lord, dwelling on things above, on the Lord, on His will, on His power, His glory, His gospel, His people that He has already saved, that He's already put a new creation in. Think about them. I think about you. Y'all think about me. You tell me. <laughs> thank you. That makes me say thank you. Thank you for thanking me for thanking you. <laughs> we just keep going back and forth. Won't we? I've had some very dark times in my life after the Lord saved me. Where I'd go a long time without considering anything or anyone other than myself. And I ain't alone. I know a lot of Lord's people that's went through that. Dark times. Dark times. You just don't ain't no light. Brilliant man once said, Lord made brilliant. He said, the covenant of grace will not be broken. But communication may be. Communication may be. The covenant will not change. Sonship will not change. Family ain't going to change. But boy, I tell you what, he may cut you off in communication. He may hide his face. That often happens when we absent ourselves from the gospel. From worshiping him. From hearing, hearing Christ preached and lifted up. 
Paul said, when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Christ is our life. Our life. And say, well, it's Wednesday. Time to go to church. We're coming to worship our God. <laughs> this is life. What else matters? Nothing. Well, what if that inconveniences you? So what? Well, I'm tired. Me too. It's time to worship God. <laughs> we got to go hear about Him. He's our life. He ain't everybody's life. It's, well, God is love. That's plastered all over this county. It's on every bumper sticker you can find. God's love. I love Him. Because He first loved me. That ain't. And it come. That's some scripture you can throw people. You can have sling some things at them, keep them busy, keep them something to chew on. But Christ is our life. It doesn't feel like it sometimes, though. People give lip service. They call when there's a need. <laughs> give a test in school. There'll be prayer. Let bullets fly on a battlefield. Somebody cry, "Oh God, help!" When they need some kind of temporal, worldly blessing. And it's hard sometimes to give thanks for everything, isn't it? That just needs said. There's people that lied to folks, and they're lying to them right now. Well, this is, this is how God's people ought to be. Oh, hush. <laughs> what won't a child of God do other than forsake him because the Lord keeps them? There's some times it's just plain hard to be thankful. There's some things I'm just not happy with. And it's, I know I ought to be thankful. The Lord did this, but Buddy, that's a jagged pill, isn't it? That's a hard thing to do. And for the things it's so easy to be thankful for. How rarely am I thankful for? Things it's easy to be thankful for. We got a lot to be thankful for. It's 72 degrees in here right now. How rare am I thankful for the things I ought to be thankful for? Whether it's pain or pleasure, we ought to pray to the Lord and thank Him. Whether it's a gain or a loss, it's increased money or outgoing of money. Whether I have just, well, I just feel really good today. I ain't hurting. I can move real good. Or I've got the worst migraine I've ever had. Thank you for this migraine, Lord. Thank you. It's His will in Christ concerning you, concerning me, isn't it? Whether it's rain or drought, whether it's president, <laughs> a new one or an old one. The line at the grocery store is short or hits long. I don't give thanks in everything, everything. Pray without ceasing in everything. Give thanks for because this. What, what thing in everything? That thing. <laughs> you think of it right now. That thing. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Believers do pray. That's a mark of a believer in it. Ananias, the Lord said, go down there and Saul Tarsus is on that street. You go go be his brother. He said, oh, well, hold on, Lord. <laughs> Much like we saw Eliezer had some questions the other day with Abraham, didn't he? <laughs> and they said, I've heard about this fellow. He said, behold, he prayeth. Not go through some polished routines that's just gross. And, and rehearsed and, and theatrical. That man prayed. Oh, I like to hear somebody pray when they've been taught how to yet. When they haven't memorized things to say yet. You put a pistol at their head. 
and you'll get some you'll get some true prayer. You get some earnest prayer. We ought to pray. We ought to have communion and dwell on the Lord always. But we must be taught that. Our Lord teaches us here. Look in Luke 18. Luke 18. Well, to have an unfeigned prayer. There's a thing come up on a TV the other day. It was a malingerer who was watching court TV. And they had a definition pop up. Bloop. Tells you what a malingerer was, someone that, that malingles. And I thought, how do they tell people what this is? And I was like, oh, I was in the military. <laughs> that was a chargeable offense, malingering. That's when you fake being, and it said feigning a disease or illness. And I said, well, you better explain to them what feigning is too. <laughs> That's just as hard as malingering. <laughs> We gotta be taught these things. Our Lord teaches here in Luke eighteen, verse one. And he spake a parable unto them to this end. Here's why he gave them this parable that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Saying, There was a city there was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. He didn't fear nobody. And there was a widow in that city, and she came to him saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterwards he saith within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, she ain't let up. <laughs> she won't stop asking. I will avenge her, lest by continual coming she weary me. She's just going to keep coming. She ain't going to quit. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith, and shall not God avenge his own elect? which cried day and night unto him, though he bear long with them, though he suffers us long, he hears us when we cry. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily, speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he, he find faith on earth. We're, we are to pray to the Lord continually. Hebrew writer said, By him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name in everything. People, people want to observe the moral law. Every step you take, thank you, Lord. Every breath, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, in and out. That's what we ought to do, right? That be in our heart continually and live by the Word of God all, all, 24-7. While you sleep, have nothing but good dreams. Thank you, Lord. That's what we're required to do. We ought to, <laughs> out of a debt of gratitude. David wrote this. And I've lived these high moments, these mountaintop moments. This is our Lord speaking, thankfully. In Psalm 34, he says, I will bless the Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, the Lord of hosts. I will bless the Lord at all times, good and bad. His praise shall continually be in my mouth without ceasing. Oh, isn't that something? Our Lord communed with his Father constantly on our behalf. And for Everything. Everything's a hard thing. That news came to Job about everything he had and every child he had. That's a rough day, isn't it? I ain't lived through that. You lived through that? I haven't. And Job arose and rent his mantle. He, he tore his clothes off and he shaved his head and he fell down upon the ground and he worshipped. <laughs> what? <laughs> he worshipped and said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. All you kids are dead, Job. Bless God. 
And in this, Job sinned not nor charged God foolishly. Why? Well, no. The fool said in his heart, no, God. Hmm, I wish I could keep him saying no. The Lord Jesus Christ prayed to the Father. And he taught us how to pray, didn't he? Would you like to know what he prayed? It'd be a good example for us, wouldn't it? If we was going to learn how to do something, we'd find somebody we admire that does something better than we do and we still respect them <laughs> and, and do what they do. That'd be a good, safe thing, wouldn't it? We should have comfort knowing if we pray as our Lord did and we're truly thankful for the things that he gave thanks for, that he was thankful for, we're on good ground. It ought to give us good direction of the things we ought to pray for and the things we ought to be thankful for. We've got to learn. We've got to be taught. First thing, Christ prayed and was thankful for temporal blessings. Worldly things. Simple things, isn't it? We recently looked at in John 6. He fed those 5,000 people, men, not counting the women and children. He fed 5,000. And he took those loaves. And when he had given thanks, he gave thanks. He distributed to the disciples and disciples that were set down and likewise the fishes as much as they would. He prayed for those fishes and those loaves. And he was thankful. Thank you, Father, for giving us these fish. Thank you for these loaves of bread. We're going to need them. <laughs> we all have food and we all have shelter and we all have the Lord's oxygen we're breathing right now and everything we're provided for, our jobs, our health, to work or, or or he's provided us not to do that. We ought to be thankful on all those things. Give thanks to the Lord. It's his doing. It's his will in Christ for us, for our sakes, isn't it? Whenever our Lord prayed, he just said he gave thanks. Isn't that what it always says? He gave thanks. What did he say? Not what man teaches. Not what man teaches. We'll see this at the end. He didn't say, well, bless this to my body. Uh, I think the Lord's pretty squared away on biology. He knows how to do that. Thank you for this food, Lord. I needed this. I was hungry. I need something to eat. Well, if you ain't that hungry, wait a little bit longer. Maybe you'll be more thankful. And all things are yours, Lord. This creation you, you have right here, this fish and this wheat, this is yours. It's your fish. It's your wheat. It's your bread. And the providence you used to have this little boy pack this as his lunch today. That's your providence. That's your will. For me. Thank you, Lord. Well, that sound, now, that's a heart of thanksgiving, not a heart of practice and, and formality, is it? Lord's teaching us something. We ought to pay attention. <laughs> He's teaching us. How little I'm thankful for, and it's shameful, isn't it? And when I do ask... Oftentimes I receive not because I ask amiss that I may consume it upon my lust. That's what James told us, wasn't it? Mm. Our Lord gave thanks. He was thankful, genuinely thankful, with an understanding of who God was for temporal things. And he gave thanks for the work of redemption. Can you imagine that? I'm thankful for the work of redemption. I'm thankful the Lord saved me. Are you thankful the Lord saved you? <laughs> He was thankful. Get your mind wrapped around that. Turn over to Luke 22. The Redeemer, capital R, the Redeemer was thankful for redemption. 
What a thought. Luke 22, verse 14. And when the hour was come, he sat down and the twelve apostles with him. And he said unto them, With desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffered. He desired to eat this Passover with them. For I say unto you, verse 16, I will not eat any more, eat any more, eat thereof until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took the cup and he gave thanks. Well, thank you for this water, Lord. He knew what that cup represented. This ain't just a cup of wine. It ain't just a cup of water. Do you understand that? He knew what he was talking about. He gave thanks for this. And he said, take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say unto you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God shall come. And he took the bread and he gave thanks. Lord, thank you for this bread. Thank you. Thank you for my blood I'm about to shed in this coming hour. And thank you for this bread. And he broke it. He broke it. The determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God broke that bread. His body. And gave it to them. And he said, this is my body. He gave thanks for his body that was about to be broken. This is my body, which is, what, what does it say right there? Is given for you. This is my will concerning you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise also the cup after supper, saying this cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you. He gave thanks for his shed blood, and he gave thanks for his broken body. You reckon we ought to? Be a good thing to pray. Thank you for this bread and wine, Lord, but boy, thank you for what this represents. Christ thanked the Father for his electing grace, for giving a people to Christ for him to redeem. A lot of folks say, well, yeah, he died on a cross. We're Christians now. <laughs> you better define your terms. Throw Matthew 11. He was thankful for sheep to die for. This good shepherd was not only thankful for his broken body and his shed blood, he was thankful for those sheep that he was to have his body broken and his blood shed for. Matthew 11, verse 25. At that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father. I thank you. Lord of heaven and earth. That's who he's thanking. Because thou hast hid these things from the wise and the prudent. And hast revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for it seemed good in thy sight. I'm thankful you chose a bunch of sinners. Poor folks. Not, not many mighty, not many noble. But babes, this natural world hates the salvation to the Lord. They can't stand it. Christ prayed for it. And he thanked God for it. People say, I can't believe you believe that. Christ said, Lord, I thank you. <laughs> thank you, Father. Thank you. That ought to change how we look at it. What should He prayed for those that the Father put him before time. What else did he pray for? John 17. John 17, verse 9. John 17, 9. I pray for them. I pray not for the world, 
but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine. He knew he had physical blessings. He needed to be sustained for this body that was, you know, son that was given for us. And he knew what that meant. That was his broken body. That was his shed blood. And he was thankful and he prayed for those that were given of him from the Father. They're thine. Verse 15, John 17, 15. I pray not that thou shouldst take them out of the world, but that thou shouldst keep them from evil. Lord, you have a will for them. <laughs> you have, you're going to use them. They're going to be profitable servants. <laughs> they ain't going to sit in the recliner all day. They're going to do something. They're going to pray. They're going to listen to a brother or sister that's sick and moaning and <laughs> whining and complaining. They're going to have a word you're going to give for them. They're going to use them. Don't take them out of this world, but you keep them from evil. Verse 24. Father, I will... That's him praying. That's him glad to do something. I will that they also, whom thou hast given me, be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. When you're done, when your will is complete with each one of your children, Lord, I pray, and I'm thankful, they're going to be with me. I can't get over that. <laughs> That's something, isn't it? I wrote time check. I didn't have a lot of time to prepare this week. I'm going to be too far over. We won't look at it. Lord prayed on Gethsemane. And three of them, the sleepy three, snoozed right through it. And he said, couldn't you stay awake an hour? That ought to be a good, good indication for preachers in our day. Keep it under an hour. My dad always told me from birth, from a little tiny fella, a preacher ought to preach two things, Christ and 30 minutes. <laughs> He'd probably have something to say to me. If the Lord was pleased to keep him. Our Lord prayed while he was on this earth that we'd be comforted. John 14, verse 15. John 14, 15. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father. If you love me, you keep my commandments. And I'll pray the Father. And he shall give you another comforter. And he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth in you, and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. I'm going to pray the Father. He's going to have to go handle some business, isn't he? Some things that's just too deep for us to enter into. He's going to have to bear our sin in his body on a tree. He's going to have to suffer the full wrath of God in that broken body and that shed blood. He's going to have to make atonement for his people that he's so thankful for. And he said, while I'm doing this, just like those sleepy three on Gethsemane, he said, you sleep on, here comes Judas. <laughs> I'll take care of it. He tells us, I ain't going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to send the comfort. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. Who's going to tell you of me? <laughs> I won't leave you. And he dwells in you. He dwells in you. And our Lord does this continually. Can you imagine that? He prays for his people. And he is thankful for his people continually. The Hebrew writer said, Wherefore he is able to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. That's precious. I'm thankful when you all pray for me. I'm thankful when you tell me. That's encouragement to me. I want you to know I pray for you. That's important. 
That's important. That's fellows in the same shit. That's needed. Christ prays for you. He makes intercession for you right now. He said, on this earth, I pray for him, Lord. I pray for him. I ask you a question. People can't deny that. You know? Will he be heard? <laughs> he said, there's two Lazarus. Father, you hear me always. I know that. Psalm 20, we looked at recently and throughout the Psalms. The Lord heareth thee. He heareth the righteous. He hears Christ. Our text says, Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. It is his will for us and his providence. What, what, what happened? Yeah, that's his will. Be thankful for it. In creation, trees falling or birds Squawking real early in the morning and waking you up. Dogs barking throughout the night. And you get the windows open because it's finally cool outside. Ah, <laughs> oh, neighbors moved in. They got dogs barking. Lord sent them dogs. I didn't need to sleep. I'll get up and get to studying. Get up and do something to serve him. And salvation. Lord, there's loved ones I have. You ain't saved yet. I pray they're yours. Oh, I'll petition. But while I'll petition, I'll be thankful. Because right now it's right. What's happened so far is right. Everything that's happened is His will. We ought to trust and obey. We ought to pray. We ought to be thankful in everything. Obey what He's, he's given us this charge, isn't He? Pray without ceasing. Be thankful in everything. Samuel asked a question. He said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Question mark. Which one do you think He likes better? You play in church or are you obeying what He says? He says, Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. I underline that for me. I hope I pray without ceasing. I hope I'm thankful in everything. Lord, make me do that. And he will. Let's read that another way. It's his will that we do pray. He said, this is his will. He's going to make you pray without ceasing. These the things, he's going to be your life. You're going to just be drowning this all day long at work and and when you go to the water fountain and whatever, you take the trash out. Well, there won't be no trash in glory. It may be a little thought, but you're going to thank without ceasing, pray without ceasing on it. And you're going to be thankful. And we do give thanks. We're made to pray. And in that prayer, we're so feeble at, we're made to see Christ, what He's prayed. And we're made to be more thankful. It keeps happening, don't it? What a reasonable service for you and I who the Lord has laid down his life for, for us to pray and to be thankful for our daily provisions, for our daily providence he's given in our lives, for his salvation, for his comfort. Lord, thank you for your grace that's sufficient. And thank you for not giving me something I could consume on my lust. Because I'd sure feel like a million bucks and have a million bucks. <laughs> but don't give me what I ask for. I ain't got enough sense to know what to ask for. Pray to be thankful for those Christ shed his blood for. And pray to be thankful he calls them out as it pleases him. And pray to be thankful that we are all comforted. He sent the comforter to us. And that he's interceding for us right now in everything. What is it? Not just quoting scripture, but truly communing with our God in spirit and truth. And then to show our deep gratitude. I don't know why, but we're going to look at this. Second Samuel 12. And then we'll close. 
2 Samuel 12. That's what comes to mind. I don't have a smooth transition. <laughs> I don't have a logical thing to make this make good sense for you. I'm just going to read it. Here's man praying. 2 Samuel 12. David had a child, Bathsheba. Bad off sick. In 2 Samuel 12, verse 15. And Nathan departed unto his house, and the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bare unto David, and it was very sick. David therefore besought God for the child. David fasted and went in and lay all night upon the earth. If you know the Lord and you know one of your children's about to die, you can't even stand up. You lay down on the ground all night long. You don't say, hey, do you all want to go to Chili's? Or do you feel like maybe Mexican food? Does that sound good? You want Chinese? No. He fasted. He couldn't eat. The Lord sent this fast. He laid on the ground moaning, crying all night long. And the elders of his house, verse 17, arose and went to him and raised him up from the earth. But he would not. Come on, David, get up. Neither did he eat bread with them. And it came to pass on the seventh day that the child died. And the servants of David feared to tell him that the child was dead. For they said, Behold, while the child was yet alive, he spake, we spake unto him, and he would not hearken to our voice. How will he then vex himself if we tell him the child's dead? If he's in this bad of shape when this child's sick, imagine what's going to happen whenever this child's dead. But when David saw that his servants whispered, David perceived that the child was dead. Therefore David said to his servants, Is the child dead? And they said, He's dead. Days David just laid on the ground and prayed. He couldn't get up. Without ceasing, he prayed. And they said, Your child's dead. You didn't get what you asked for, David. Boy, it's hard. That's heavy prayer. That ain't saying a prayer. Oh. Now he's going to give thanksgiving. Verse 20. Then David arose from the earth and washed and anointed himself and changed his apparel. He went and took a shower, shade and put on deodorant. Put a little clone on. And he came into the house of the Lord. Well, they're going through a whole lot. They just can't come to worship. That's the first thing he did. Your child died. Go get dressed. We're going to worship God. He came into the house of the Lord and worshipped. Then he came into his own house. And when he required, give me something to eat. They set bread before him and he ate. And he said unto his servants, then said his servants unto him, What thing is this that thou hast done? This is completely 180 degrees from what we thought was right. Man's thoughts ain't right, are they? What I think is right ain't normal. <laughs> the servant said unto him, What thing is this that thou hast done, that thou didst fall asleep and weep for the child while it was alive? But when the child's dead, thou didst rise and eat bread. And he said, While the child was yet alive, I fasted and wept, for I said, Who can tell whether God will be gracious to me that the child may live? The Lord may let this child live. But now he's dead. Wherefore should I fast? Can I bring him again? I shall go to him, but he shall not return unto me. He's in glory right now. I'll go to where he is. He ain't coming to me. That's over. He can rejoice as to where his child was. He's, he's conformed to the image of Christ right now. I miss him. That part's over. Now let's get back to worship of God. We ask. He wasn't pleased to do so. Amen. Be thankful and move on. That's different than what the world talks about, isn't it? 
We read a lot about it. We talk a lot about it. We don't see much of it. We pray for and are thankful for the physical and temporal blessings we have for the work of redemption, for God making that effectual in his people, for him sending the comforter, for the Holy Spirit that's with us, telling us of Christ, for his constant intervention, intercession. And we're thankful for those brethren that the Lord's given the same work in. And he's put us together. He's gathered his flock together. And we're thankful for that. We're thankful for that. Happy. Turn over Philippians 1. I'll let you go. Philippians 1. Same mind as David. Same mind as Paul. Same mind as those men that preached the truth 500 years ago. Same mind as Abraham. Let this mind be in you. It was also in Christ. Because he prayed for his people, for us. And we pray for those that are his. Philippians 1, beginning in verse 3. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Always in every prayer of mine for you all. Making requests with joy. This isn't grievous. Well, I've got to pray for him. He saw us with joy. I'm thankful to do this. It's my privilege. I have brethren to pray for For your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing. It's a continuation of the sentence. Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. In everything, we're thankful because we know that the Lord that began this work in you, he's going to perform it to the end. That's something to be thankful for. We got a lot to be thankful for, don't we? Got a lot of smile, turn them browns upside down. That's what we ought to do. It's hard sometimes. We ought to. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this hour. Lord, teach us. We know you said in your word plainly, Lord, every child of yours will be taught of God. We ask. We pray without ceasing. Teach us. Give us wisdom. Instruct us. Give us patience. Give us love for the brethren. Give us obedience. Without you, we're nothing. Christ is our all. Lord, thank you for his redemptive work. Thank you that you chose a people to put in him, to be redeemed. Forgive us for what we are. Lord, thank you for this day. Be with our brethren everywhere, those that are suffering and those that are involved in everything, just as we are. Be with them as you promised you will be. It's because of your son we ask these things. Amen.